0: You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Grab a seat this afternoon, amen. It's still morning, hallelujah. That's a good thing. Can somebody say amen? Praise God. Sometimes we're starting a little bit in the afternoon, but now we're starting in the morning. Praise God. Amen. What a, I don't know if you were here uh, last week. Amen. Uh, we had a, a holy interruption. Hallelujah. God just moved before even the service started. Amen. Through our, our praise and worship. And it was just a, an awesome time with God. Amen. And it's just uh, those moments that God comes and just speaks to us exactly what we need. And uh, it's just an awesome experience, you know. We don't uh, have that all the time, but it's just great to to be in that when uh, in position for that. But I um, you know, you gotta you gotta be here to get that. You gotta show up, Amen. And, and God just starts to move. But it was a great presence of God last week, Amen. Uh so how many know it's important for us not only to come to church, but that we need to be the church? Come on, somebody say Amen, oh. Hallelujah. How many know that? You know what? Uh, that you know just. Uh, not only that we are going to church and coming to church, but we have to come together as a church. We have to come together. We cannot be divided. Come on. Come on, we need to stop holding on to grudges. Come on, don't look at them right now. But. And for some of us here today, you need to simply let go of your past. Ephesians chapter 4 says this, until we come to such a unity, then we will be mature. And it goes on to say in verses 14 and 15, then we will no longer be immature like children. We will not be tossed uh, and blown about every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Somebody say, in love. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. See, the only way that we uh, can grow as a church is that we uh, need to come together, amen. We cannot be, we have to be united, not divided. Come on. Ephesians says, until we come to such a place of unity. See, the problem with majority of us, amen, is that we don't like letting go of things. Come on, it's the truth. Come on, because we like to hold on to things. And one of the areas I want to hit on today that is so so hard that we all deal with is on the subject of unforgiveness. Listen, you cannot be still if your heart is bitter. Come on, if you're angry, if you're mad, if you're resentful due to an unforgiving heart. Remember that still means this to be untroubled, peaceful and calm. See, if you're holding on to things, amen, they will start to start hold you down and there is no way that you will be able to be still in God. What you will be still in is in trouble. See, a lot of people like to hold on to trouble. Tell your neighbor let go of the trouble. Come on, we like to hold on to things, amen. We like to hold on and, and work it out on ourselves instead of being still in God, amen. Uh, we, got, we become being still in trouble, amen. You may still co- even come to church. Uh, you may even still do things for God. Uh, you may even still be saved, but I'm here to let you know you won't be living free. Our text today that I want to branch or, or, or launch off from, amen, and go from is on Colossians chapter 3. Now I'm going to read verses 12 through 15. Colossians 3, 12 to 15. And it says this, since God chose you, say chose me. God chose you to be a holy people he loves. You must, say I must, clothe yourself with tender hearted mercy. I, I want to I say some things right here, amen, that we need to clothe ourselves with tender hearted mercy, kindness. Come on, somebody say kindness. See, when you say kindness, you got to smile. Kindness. It's kind of hard to say kindness, Amen, when you're mad, Kind, you can't. It, 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 you have to have to smile. so we have to be kind. Kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Woo. I want to hit somebody right now. Make allowance, listen, for each other's faults. And forgive, somebody say forgive, anyone who offends you. And remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love. Somebody say love. Which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always, listen, and always be thankful. Are you thankful today? Or are you grumpy today? Come on, you got to understand if you woke up this morning, you should be thankful. If you're able to see me today, you should be thankful. Now, not see me, I see just see. If you're able to hear my voice, you should be thankful. If you are able to walk into this church, you should be thankful. Come on, somebody. Come on. If you were able to wake up in a bed this morning, you should be thankful. If you're able to shower and put on some clothes today. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. (laughs) Come on, we got to be thankful this morning. So many times we focus on the things that are going around our lives that we miss out on the simple things that we should be thankful for. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. See, in order to be still, church, we must have a forgiving heart. Today I want to minister on a message entitled The Freedom of Forgiveness. The Freedom of Forgiveness. How many want to be free here? Come on. Then you have to forgive. Oh, your hands went down already. I want to be free. Forgive. Oh, no, no. See, forgiveness can be one of the hardest things to do. Can somebody say amen? Yeah, it is is a call by God. It is part of our character as disciples of Jesus Christ. It is the character quality that God wants each of us to have. We are called to forgive just as God has forgiven us. In the same measure, listen, it was offered to you and or us, you are to offer to those who offend you. Unforgiveness, listen, unforgiveness rips off what God wants to do inside of you. True. Paul here in Colossians offers a strategy. To help us live for God day by day. In verse 13, it tells us that we are to have a forgiving attitude. See, the key, church, is forgiving others. Come on. It's remembering how much God has forgiven you. Come on, somebody, thank you, Jesus. Come on. But isn't it hard for us to forgive someone who has wronged us? Don't look at them right now. Yet, listen, God forgave us. I, I don't know if you can look back in your life before Christ. We've done some wrong things. I don't know about you, but I'll, 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 I'll just wrap myself up. I've done some wrong things, and God forgave me. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, you, God has done some, you've done some wrong things, and God has forgiven you. So don't put a halo on and look all what did you do, Pastor? You see, church, realizing God's infinite love and forgiveness helps you and I to love and forgive others. Amen. In forgiving others, I want to give you three things today. You ready? Three things. I want you to walk out with three things on forgiveness. This is how it's going to help you. We need to, we need to. Da-da-da-da-da, uh, water first. Three things. We have to know, we have to go, and we have to show. Somebody say no. Go. Show. Amen. Keep that in mind, real simple. I need, we have to know, we have to go, and we have to show. Colossians chapter 2, 13 to 14 says this. You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not cut away yet. We were uncircumcised. Then God made you alive with Christ, and he forgave us all, somebody say all, all our sins. He canceled the recorded charges against us, and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. Come on, somebody say amen. See, you need to know this morning how much God has forgiven you. I'm here to let you know that God forgives you completely. Come on, somebody. That's exciting news. Completely. He's forgiven you completely. And it's only complete through Christ's sacrifice on the cross. If it wasn't for the cross, we'd still be unforgiven. We'd still be uncircumcised. We'd still be unclean. But because of the work of the cross, you and I are forgiven. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, because of Jesus, we're forgiven. Amen. There is nothing that God cannot or, or will not forgive. There is no sin too big or too small for God. You see, church, before we believed in Christ, our nature was evil. Come on, we were evil. Come on, you were bad. Some of you guys are still bad. No, but we'll we'll work on that. Come on, we were bad. We We were rebellious. Come on, somebody. Come on, we were rebellious, amen, and we disobeyed. We broke laws. Come on. Stand up if you never broke a law. (laughs) you got to think about it. (laughs) Come on, we, come on, we, we. We can all take ownership that we were bad at some time. There's none righteous, not one. We all fall short, amen. So we were disobeyed, we were rebellious, we were evil, we were bad. We ignored God. But as disciples, we got any disciples in the house. Amen. Come on, as believers, amen. We are to take on a new nature. In First Corinthians 5:17 says, this means that if anyone belongs to Christ, he has become a new person. The old life, say, somebody say the old life. The old life is gone, and the new life, somebody say hello. Begins. It begins in our lives. So God takes away our own nature, that, that evil, rebellious, uh, bad nature, and he does a trade with us and gives us a new nature in Christ Jesus. Come on, we are brand new. Come on, look to your neighbor and say, you're brand new. See, when you're in Christ, you, you look new. You you new. You feel new. Let me tell you, I don't feel old. I may be getting old on the outside. And Sister Victoria pointed out the gray in my beard. The man goes, Pastor, I've been gone a year and you got more more gray here. I said, That was the first word to say, say, saying hello. She points that out. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. See, I may be. We are uh, getting old on the outside but inside I'm a new person in Christ. Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, you got to feel brand new. Uh, don't take on that old nature no more. Uh, God, you got to trade it in. Tell your neighbor trade it in uh, and put on the new nature in Christ, Jesus. See, God crucified the old rebellious nature and replaces it with a new loving loving nature. But he say, i got to love. See, the penalty of sin died with Christ on the cross. And God has declared you and I not guilty, but forgiven. Come on, somebody. You don't have to pay off that debt. Come on, you don't have to pay off that bill, amen, that ticket. God already paid the ticket. Tell your neighbor, God paid the ticket. See, the thing is, we get saved and we're trying to still pay the ticket. And God says, I've already done it. You cannot do nothing. Christ does it all, church. We can't pay our way to heaven. We can't do none of that. God accepted that God has forgiven you. Uh, Stop trying to pay back, amen, and just put on the new nature in God and say, I'm forgiven. Dead paid in full. Throw that bill away. Stop owning it. Come on, he's declared us not guilty. We are no longer to to have to live under sin's power. Amen. We are no longer a slave to sin. But understand that God does not make us robots. Come on, you don't get saved and does a program on you and you go, I'm saved, I'm saved. That'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? I don't know about you, but I would run out of that church, amen. <laughs> he doesn't make us robots. How many know that we're gonna still feel like sinning? Hmm? We're still gonna afford water. We're still gonna fall short at times, right? Come on. Don't tell me you don't feel like sinning. Don't tell me you don't feel like getting mad at sometimes. Don't feel like you don't want to mmm, tell them a piece of your mind. But God gives us a new nature, right? Dude, that's that old man, that old woman that's trying to rise up again in you. That old person that is that dead. Come on, some of us, amen. We're still we're, we're like we're like Halloween, amen. We're like Jason, amen. Someone gets us mad, and we go, Rrr! we want to tear heads off, we want to do something bad, amen. But we have to keep that old woman, that old man dead. Hallelujah. And allow Christ to live inside of you to become alive. Can somebody say amen? But the difference is, church, before we were saved, we were slaves to our sinful nature. We serve this nature, the flesh. Come on, somebody. But now, we are free for Christ, to live for Christ. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says this, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. See, God has forgiven us unconditionally, meaning there is no strings attached to his forgiveness. God's forgiveness, listen, church, is true forgiveness. Once he forgives, it's gone. He forgets. He doesn't play this game with us. He says, "Well, I'll forgive you today, but tomorrow, well, it's a different story." He forgives you. See, once God forgives, he doesn't mention that. Whatever that is, no more to you. He forgave you. I'm here to let you know you're forgiven. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Psalms 103:12 says this, "He has removed our sins" as far as the east, is from the west. Come on. He forgives our sins. He separates it from us and remembers it no more. Mekah 719 says this, uh, Once again you have, have compassion on us and you will trample our sins under your feet and throw them to the depths of the ocean. That's what God does with your sins. He gets a big rock, ties that sin up, and throws it to the depths of the ocean to remember them. No more. Come on, somebody say amen. That's some good news there. That's great news. But some of you guys don't seem happy. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha. She's happy. She got it. (laughs) Some of you guys need to laugh just like that. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. The gospel so easy that a child can understand what he's done for you. We adults are knuckleheads that we don't appreciate it like that. we got to think like a kid when it comes to Jesus. That means we trust him with everything. Come on, we, have, we put our faith in him. We be still in him. Know that, what? I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. And he throws it to the depths of the ocean. The thing is, we go swimming for it. You put your scuba diving outfit and you go, and you go back to get it. I, come, am I lying? Come on, God throws it away and we go chase after it. And you got to let it go. Tell your neighbor, let it go. There are no strings attached to God's forgiveness. He doesn't play the game. If you do this, I'll forgive you with us. Come on, if you do this, then I'll forgive you. Let me know that's us. Well, I'll forgive you, babe. If you do this, buy me this, buy me that, this and that. Then maybe. Maybe. Now that we know how much God has forgiven you, now we are to what? Go. Go and forgive in the same measure that God has forgiven us. How he's forgiven you, now go forgive others. Not only others. Listen, for some in this place, you have to learn to forgive yourself. See, sometimes we have no problem forgiving others. The hard part is forgiving ourselves. We beat ourselves over and over over the dumb things that we've done. The mistakes that we have made. And we say, man, we're so mad at ourselves. Come on, am I talking to anybody? We're so mad at ourselves that we're so hard on us that we don't forgive ourselves. Yet God has forgiven you already. Stop beating yourself over past mistakes, past failures, mishaps in your life. If God forgives you, listen, you can forgive yourself. Come on, somebody. You can forgive yourself. Amen. Stop listening to the lies of the devil. The devil's the one whispering in your ear, the one, he's the one that's saying this and that to you. Stop listening to him. If you come to God, he forgives you. Forgive yourself. Ephesians chapter 4.32 says, Instead, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another. And that includes yourself, just as Christ has forgiven you. See, the phrase, just as, in, in, in uh, uh, Ephesians 4.32 is telling us, we are to forgive in the same way God has forgiven us, just as he's forgiven us. Psalms 103, verse 10 says, He does not treat us, listen, as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Come on, somebody. Meaning that God forgives us even though we don't deserve it. It's called grace, church. Come on, because of His amazing grace, He forgives us. God gives us all more than we deserve. Come on, can somebody agree with that statement? Come on, he's given us way too much than what we deserve. We all want to be forgiven, right? Right? I mean, everyone wants forgiveness. Everyone wants to say, man. Everyone wants to, you know, if someone comes to you and says, you know, forgive me for what I did, I'm so, so sorry. You gotta, you gotta say, I forgive you. We we want to hear those words back to us. Say amen. And because we call ourselves disciples, let me know that we're not from the world no more, right? We're a new creation, right? The old is gone, amen. The old rebellious nature is gone. The new comes, amen. We call ourselves Christians, amen. We need to forgive others in the same way that we want Christ to forgive us. But let me ask you a question this morning. You don't have to shout it out. I don't think I'll get any shouts anyway. Do you forgive completely? How about unconditionally? How about this one? How about immediately? I told you not to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone for 48 hours. I'll think about it. Come on, that last part is kind of hard, huh? Yet God forgave you like that. You didn't, when you came to the altar, you didn't say, well, I'll come back next Sunday and we'll, we'll see. We'll see if this works out here. Amen. <laughs> come on. He, he, once you say, forgive me, God, he says you're forgiven. You're forgiven. See, I know for us it doesn't work that way. But now that you know, now that you go, now you've got to do what? Show. You've got to show forgiveness by making the choice. Cho- forgiveness, church, is a choice. It's an act of our free will. you got to understand, you have to choose to forgive. Amen? Forgiveness is a choice to give others what we have received from Christ ourselves. It's a choice that frees us, listen, from bondage, frees us from bitterness, and frees us from pain. Relationships, listen, relationships, marriage relationships, marriages, uh, son and daughter, daughter and, 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 and mother, uh, things like this, relationships, amen, uh, have gone bad and gone sour because of a lack of unforgiveness or a lack of forgiveness. It's only within a relationship with God, knowing God. Just like my wife ministered a few weeks ago, it's not not, uh, what you know, but who you know. It's about knowing God. Once you have that relationship with God, then you'll be able to find the source of forgiveness. People who don't learn to forgive, listen, will become very bitter, very angry, very lonely people. A lot of them isolate themselves. Because of unforgiveness, it's true. Can you? Can I let you know in on a little something? Unforgiveness causes sickness. You you get sick. I mean, you you. It, it's just a sickness. Amen. You don't. It, 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 there's a lot of things attached to unforgiveness that we don't even know. We're going through things, depression. All this stuff hits our lives because of this very thing that God did for us that we don't do for others. And God wants to free us from that. Can somebody say amen? But it's a choice that you have to do. You have to understand that. Listen, there are choices that we need to make in order to forgive someone. I'm going to give you, first thing, I'm going to give you a couple things here, a few things. First, we must choose to live with the consequences. When you forgive someone, you've got to live with the consequences. Forgiveness is choosing to live with the consequences of someone else's actions regardless of how much they hurt us. How many know that consequences hurt? Come on, somebody. You do something, there's a price to pay for that. That's a consequence. Sometimes it's painful, the consequence that we, we, we have to take an o- because we did something wrong, amen. Just ask Jesus how much it hurt when he forgave us. Come on, just ask him about the pain that he went through going to the cross for us. Just ask him about the whips on the back and the pulley and the beard and all the things that he went through for us. Those were the consequences for forgiveness. The fact is, church, you're going to live with those consequences anyway, whether you like it or not. So the only choice that you have, listen, whether you do it in the bondage of bitterness or the freedom of forgiveness. Those are the only two, two choices that you have, church. No one truly forgives without accepting the suffering and pain of someone else's sin. The other person's sin. You may seem that it's unfair to you. You may think, where's the justice in this? But justice, I can tell you right now, church, is found at the cross. Which makes forgiveness, listen, legally and morally right. Come on, church. Jesus took eternal consequences of sin upon himself. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him, speaking of Christ, made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the the righteousness of God. Come on. He became sin for us. He paid the price for us. So the first step of forgiveness is learning to live with the consequences. By remembering the cross. Number two, you must choose to leave the past behind. This is the hard one for all of us. Come on. We must not dwell on the past. Forgiveness is a choice not to hold on to the sin or the past. Amen. Uh, to no go, don't go back, church. Don't go back and dig up. But God has already buried. Like I say, we go back to the ocean. We go go back there. We go dig up stuff, amen. Where, when God has already taken it away, He's already buried it. We go back to the past. We have to let go, church. Let your past make you better, not bitter. Come on, how many of those words are really close to each other? Only one letter separates those two words, amen. A bitter and better. And it's I... And E, when you're only thinking about I, yourself, come on, it makes you bitter. When you start to put others in front of you, meaning everyone, it makes you better. We're learning. Hallelujah. (laughs) Come on, let's be better, church. I'm done with bitterness. I'm done living that way. Always, man, it don't feel good to be angry all the time, or be bitter all the time, or man, or complain about the world all the time. No one wants to be free. No one wants to celebrate. No one, no one wants to. Everyone's thinking about themselves, I, 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 I. instead of everyone else. The E, E, E. I mean, we're at, we're at. Working, I was working the holiday at, on the Fourth of July, and so a lot of us we've seen the president's speech on Fourth of July. We're, we want to see what he says. And a lot of us, you know, opinions are different. Amen. He's still our president. We got to pray for him. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, he does he does some things. Amen. We dump things. We got to forgive. Hallelujah. There's things that he's done. Amen. We not agree with it. Amen. There's a new 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 uh, election coming. Vote. <laughs> Vote who you want to put in there, amen. But you got to think about it. But but he's there right now, so we want to listen to him. So we're at the church, at the church, at work, amen, hallelujah. And we're looking at the team, and one guy comes back from a customer who's buying something. He has to take free time. He goes, "Why are you wasting your time on this? This is what you do, listening to him." He walks away. Is this person better or bitter? (laughs) And we're like, it's Fourth of July, it's America. We want to listen what he has to say. This is our president. And there's a lot of people just angry. And they're angry with themselves, amen. And there's a lot of bitter people in the world today. And it's time to let go, church, and let go of those past things, those hurts, and forgive, church. Forgive like Christ forgave you, amen. Uh, and let go uh, and turn that bitter into better, church. Come on. Uh, and just start to just say, you know what? I want to be, you've got to choose. I want to be better. Because when you don't choose better, bitterness chooses you. It will come upon you. You you, you won't, it'll come on you. You don't choose it, it comes. But you have to choose better. That's the work part. That's the, the I part that we have to do to make ourselves better. Come on, somebody say amen. How does God regard us of our past sins, our past mistakes? They're forgiven. He forgets them, amen. He remembers them no more. Uh, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 he says, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past and see that I'm doing what? A new thing. God wants to do new inside of you. Uh, come on, he wants to bring the newness of Christ inside of you. Come on, he, he says, you know what? Uh, I, uh, if you're in Christ, I mean, uh, the past is gone, the new comes. He wants to give you that new. But so many of us are still wearing The old. And we're wondering why we're so mad and why life sucks and why am I bitter all this time? Why am I angry, amen? Because you're still dwelling on the former things. You're still dwelling on the past. And says, God, I'll, God's saying, I want to give you the new. Just open your eyes. The problem is not the world or the people around you. The problem is you. You're the problem. The I part. Goes back to I, amen. I, bitter. Ugh, you, ugh. Ugh. you see people like that, they they, they they took away the E and they put back the I. Ah, it's about me. Ah, yeah, I, like, they, did this, they did this, they did this, they did all this to me. So I hate everyone. I don't want to be better, I want to be bitter. You sing the bitter song, amen, and, you, and it's, it's all over you. Everyone sees it too. How are you doing today? Great. You can't even smile. You Get that fake smile. I mean, it's an evil smile, amen, hallelujah. You, you, you're, you're trying to be better. We're all trying to be better, but we allow bitterness to rule in our hearts. Because of unforgiveness, church. Come on, we can't hold on to it. See, a lot of us hold on because we want to get back. We want to get even. We want revenge, amen. Uh, You know, I'll forgive you. uh, But uh, you know what? Just in case there's a problem down the line, down the road, I'm going to hold on to it a little bit. Put it in my back pocket, amen. I'm going to hold on to it until you make a mistake or I make a mistake. And and, I'm going to say, remember when you... You did that that one. Remember when you when when you did we think we get a free ticket. That's not forgiving, church. Listen. Forget what hurt you, but never forget what taught you. Forget what hurts you, but never forget what taught you. See, when you choose to live in the past, behind amen, you're choosing Come on. You're, not, you're choosing not to live no more. Or you're going to be haunted by the past. When you make that choice, and say, I'm going to leave the past behind. I'm not going to, let, I'm not going to be haunted by my past. Amen. I, I don't want to live there anymore. Amen. Come on, you've got to understand that your past haunts you. And your past will dictate the way you live. We must let it go. Somebody say, let it go. you got to let it go. Number three, we must choose to let others off the hook. Amen? God requires you to forgive. How many know that all of us here, even though you say it's hard, you can forgive? You just choose not to. It's a choice, like I said. God requires us, amen, something that we can do. God is not going to give us something that we can't do. Right? He's going to give you something that you're able to do, but only through Him. And sometimes it's hard to forgive someone because naturally, we want revenge, right? Everybody's smiling now. (laughs) We want revenge, amen. We want them to feel the pain. Come on, uh, we want them to pay the price. And for most of us here, we want blood. Come on, you say no, but yeah, you do. You want blood, you want someone hurt, you want a broken arm. Oh, I'm sorry, it's just, that's just me. <laughs> See, forgiveness seems to go against our sense of what is right and what is fair. So what do we do? We hold on to anger, which in time creates the bitterness we punish people over and over in our minds, amen, because of the pain that they caused us, amen. Uh, thinking that if we keep them in prison, thinking if we can punish them uh, uh, over and over what they have done to us, amen. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to remind them, amen, what they've done for me, to me, forever. It makes you feel good, like yeah, you remember bad, bad, bad. What did I? We call it out to them, amen, we, we point it and we call it out in places that are not good. It's usually during a family function. <laughs> Thanksgiving, I don't know why it comes out on Thanksgiving day. Oh, that's why I don't go to family reunions. They crucify you there, amen. No, we, we, it goes through places that you shouldn't bring it out, amen, but you bring it there, it's there. And so, man, uh, you know what? You really, really hurt me, so I'm going to let the world, uh, all the family know what you did to me. I and mean, then you feel good. Yeah. It's the kind of revenge we want. But listen, in forgiving, we will set the prisoner free, church. you got to let them go. And when you do that, church, and when you let this person go, you discover that you were the prisoner. See, we think we're punishing them and we're keeping them prisoner, but you're the one that's trapped. You're the one that's locked up. You're the one that becomes bitter. See, holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. That's that's what it is, church. You see, forgiveness is an act of faith. It shows that we believe that God is the better judge than we are. And His justice is better than ours. Forgiveness, amen, forgiving means uh, giving up our right to seek revenge. Forgiveness is letting go and allowing it, uh, not allowing it to keep you locked up anymore. uh, Turning that person over to God and allowing God to deal with that person. That is the best way to do it, church. Give it to God. Somebody say, give it to God. See, when you can't forgive someone, pray for them. It may not change them. It may not change the situation. I'm here to let you know it will always change you. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, and I will repay, says the Lord. Let God do it His way. Let God do it His way, church. Let God deal with that person. Let that person off your hook. Because as long as you refuse to forgive, church, you're still hooked to that person. You're still chained to your past. You're still bound to your bitterness. By forgiving, church, you let the other person off the hook, but remember, that person's not off God's hook. Come on. You just have to trust God to deal with that person or that situation. Come on. Forgiveness is not forgetting. See, God can forget. We can't. Come on. He has the power to forgive like that and forget and remember it no more like, like he throws it to the depths of the ocean. As far as the east is from the west, but he's God. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Church people want to forget what's done to them. Well, find out they can't do it. Don't let the hurt stop you from forgiving. I'm hoping that the pain's going to go away someday. We cannot forget, Lord. Church, you have got to forgive. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. Let me tell you, there's things that I've done in my past that I'm not proud of. Being backslidden all those years, I'm not proud of. Let me tell you, my wife still remembers. She does. But she's forgiven me. She doesn't forget forgotten me, but she's forgiven me. you not going to like, I don't know what you did. You know? Oh, she knows, amen. It becomes talk sometimes and laughs sometimes and sometimes you can It's the place we don't want to talk about right now. We don't forget, church. But we are to forgive. Like I said, forget the past. Forget that. But you know, just remember, you learn from those things. You got to learn from that. My my wife has forgiven me completely, fully, a forgiveness of God in her for me. But she remembers. It's not like God erased her mind. I don't know. She remembers I, I remember something. I, I, I forgot a lot of things, not that because I don't want to remember, I simply don't know, because I was just wasted. I, I don't remember the things that she, she tells me things. We're talking about some things this weekend with my son. I was like, "I did that." I don't remember those things. I lost. A lot of the time I was just lost. I was messed up. But she remembers everything. <laughs> everything. Not that she's throwing things at me, Church. I'm not saying that. I, I'm telling you that she hasn't forgotten. She has forgiven. There's a, there's a love of God that's inside of her that she finally left me off the hook at that time, and then God dealt with me. And he dealt with me. Oh, did he do me? <laughs> See, she was trying to fix me. She was trying to remind me. She was doing that back then, but she said. God just says, Give me, give me him. Let him go. Give it to me. I'll deal with him. He's not going to get away with anything. Let me tell you, I did it. He exposed me. God just put a light on me. That was, that was the only, that's the only way I would have came to the Lord. Because I was running and running and running, embarrassed. I didn't want to I didn't want to admit to anything. I was just running from God. I said, yeah, if I get saved, I gotta tell her everything. He I'll do it for you. <laughs> But it brought me to a road of redemption. Reconciliation with my wife. It had to do it God's way. Did I go through the consequences of all my choices? Yes. I paid the price. I had to hear it. I had to be reminded of it. Amen. But God turned me. Those bad things into good things in my life. Amen. See, once you choose to forgive someone, listen, this is the best part. And Christ can come in and start to begin to heal your hurts. You've got to forgive in order for God to heal you. How I many want healing in this place? And We've got to forgive, church. That's the only way that God can come in. You can't come in when we're holding on to bitterness and all this, but when you start to want to be better, now you're saying, okay, come in. I want you to make me better. I want you to heal me from this hurt because I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm hurt, God. You don't know? He knows all what you feel, church. He knows every pain that you're going through, and He loves you. He goes, Just let me in. I want to heal you. I want to heal you, daughter. I want to heal you, son. I I want to come in and I want to fix you, but you've got to let it go. You've got to be still in me and know that I'm God, not you. I can fix it like no other way. I can only do that, but you've got to let me in. Bitterness and unforgiveness blocks us from the relationship with God, church. But once you forgive, church, let me tell you, Christ comes in like this. He comes in like a flood. He comes in and he starts to heal. All those hurts, amen. But healing cannot begin until you first forgive. It goes on to say in our text, that we are wrapped in love and peace. Paul closes Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15 and wraps it up in love and peace. He says, Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together perfect in harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, we are called to live in peace and always be Thankful. All these virtues that Paul encourages us to develop, amen, are all wrapped up, held together by love. As we clothe ourselves with these virtues, amen, the last garment to put on is love. This is what what holds everything together in place. Without love, church, things fall apart. Let me tell you, you, you cannot forgive, you cannot have humility, you cannot have gentleness and kindness without love. This is the last piece. He said, you know what, you have to put these things, but you have to wrap it in love. We as disciples should live in peace with each other. Not just peace within yourself. With each other. That peace requires a loving discipleship, Christians working together despite of our differences. This love is not based on feelings. This love is based on choice. I choose to love you. I choose to love you. If we're by feelings, a lot of us would probably not talk to each other. Amen. Hallelujah. But we got to choose. Choose to love. Because Christ loved me. We show it to each other. In spite of our differences. In spite of the, our past. In spite of whatever. Let that go and just love. Put on love. It's, so, it's easier to love than hate. It really is. Love makes you happy. Right? Everybody likes love. I love that shirt. Thank you. Love you. Love you. It feels good to say, hear those words, or to give that. once in a while, I'll text my wife, I love you, baby. Start, start, heart, heart, heart. <laughs> I get that at work. Boom, boom. All oh, the other husbands, looking, mira, mira. Christ. <laughs> Feels good, right? It's good to be loved, right? No one likes to be hated. And if you don't care, you're one of those persons, I don't care, right? whatever, and then you got the eye in you. You're just bitter and you don't even know it. Better church. Let's love each other. Amen. God has brought us together to love. Amen. Clothe ourselves with love. Leads. Listen. When we clothe ourselves with love, it leads to peace between us and among other believers. When we can have love come in, peace comes in after. It follows. Right behind it. Love and peace. It just, it, it just follows. There's a peace. When those, those texts came over, there was love and there was a peace. Ah. Despite how my day was going, maybe I can be having a bad day, but I get that text, peace comes. It's it's going to be all right. I'll make a sale. My wife always tells me when I go to, go write a million dollars, baby. Go write a million dollars. She's rooting me on. She's my cheerleader. Go, 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 go. It's love, church. I feel good when, when I can leave the house with that, like, Bye. Let it go. Let it go. Couples today, let it go. Don't go to bed angry. Fix it before you go to bed. Don't no, no, it says don't let your anger, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Let it go. You'll wake up happier. You'll sleep better. <laughs> You'll sleep, yeah. Instead of her right there, let's talk, let's talk, we did it. <laughs> Get it done, amen. Fix that, give her what she needs, guys. Work it out, you'll go to sleep better. Come on, women should say amen. I heard a strong one over here somewhere. <laughs> In closing today, church, I'm gonna close because I'm hungry. You can live in the bondage of bitterness or in the freedom of forgiveness. The choice is yours. Forgiveness is mainly a matter, listen, of obedience to God. We just simply God. just we gotta just obey God and just say, you know what, He told me to forgive? I gotta forgive. I gotta let go. God wants you to forgive because He'll set you free. There is no other way, Church, for freedom, but only through forgiveness. And I hope that you choose to walk in the freedom of forgiveness today. And when you do, church, let me tell you, it will help you to be still in God. Let's get rid of this that's in our lives today. And let's start to be still in God. And Know that He's God. But one of the areas He wants to talk about today, or what we're talking about today, is the area of unforgiveness. When you do, you're going to find the peace of God. He's going to come in. He's going to heal you going to teach you how to be still. Can somebody say amen? amen? Let's all stand up.